0: What's up, Warriors? I'm Kaylee. And I'm Betsy.
1: And this is the Not Your Mama Pod. The Not Your Mama Pod are not medical doctors. We don't have them fancy degrees that should be looked for when you're looking for an expert to help you with your physical or mental health. So please, please. Listen to us, enjoy us, but do not take our word as fact. Find yourself an expert, make sure you get the help you need. We fully encourage you to find a way to live your best, healthiest life. So, disclaimer once again, we are not doctors. (laughs) Enjoy this episode. Trigger warning here we do talk about mental health again. If you're not in a stable place, maybe come back to this episode when you are, or skip ahead to about the 30 minute mark where we start talking about the legacies. Thank you. What's up, B? Hi. 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 B. <laughs> <laughs> I just started this mid sentence for you, so I'm really impressed that you just vibe with me. Oh yeah, I'm, just- I'm
0: ready. I can switch on like
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> in so many ways. Mm. Um, facts. So I find your health to be way more interesting and not the best way right now. So
0: why don't you start out by telling us how you're doing? Well, this week I'm not doing great, Haley. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Thanks for that. Um, I think
1: my text to you this week is like endos and vindictive B word. And that couldn't be more true. Yeah. I'm a
0: flare up. I am. I'm, this is definitely my worst um, endo flare that I have had since my surgery almost two years ago. So, um, it's been a little bit of a rough week for me. Yeah. And it's been like a lot of, so I have like a ton of lower pelvic pain and I do have like the occasional knife in my uterus as no uterus. I don't have a uterus. I can't (laughs) can't say a knife in my uterus. (laughs) That's interesting. You have the
1: stabbing stabbing in my pelvis.
0: Yeah. So I'm wondering
1: um, if that means endo regrowth or hormone I think so. It's
0: it's in the exact same spot where all of my organs were removed. So it's in the lower left side of my pelvis. So I my best guess is that there was some left mm. oh, or just regrew, or a hundred other things that I don't know because I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist and my body does whatever it wants. So, well, we'll never know because- no. I
1: mean, I feel pretty confident with the excision. Can you hear my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I figure we could always just like tell them you know to what? deal with it if you want. Yeah, deal like, with skirt. it because
0: she's happy chomping on her phone. <laughs> so we'll leave
1: this in there. If you guys hear some gnawing in the back room, our girl Luna needs um, mommy
0: <laughs> time and has a bone. So she's, she's been alone all day. So she's, <laughs> she's soothing herself right now because I'm not paying attention to her. No, that's good. That's better than her bothering you. Yeah. So anyways, I um yeah, I just have had some really bad pain. I have really extreme bloat, like endo bloat right now, which has not been my normal at all. Like uh yesterday I could only wear leggings. Today I wore my biggest pair of jeans and was not comfortable at all. At all. So I know um, I um feel like I'm wearing I'm carrying a bowling ball around in my pelvis. So it's It's
1: so frustrating. And until there's a cure, we'll we'll continuously go through this. I feel like everybody that was a year, year and a half ahead of me on their health journey is experiencing pain again. And again, like you didn't get excision, so maybe they didn't get it all, or if they just burnt it off, it could be regrowing. But even some of our friends that
0: got excision are now Yeah. I also like just want to quickly again, say how thankful I am for this community. Yeah. Like there was like five people that I was texting with Good. that understand, like yeah. that genuinely understand what I'm dealing with and what, what it's like. And while it really sucks for us all, it's really gratifying, gratifying. I don't even know if that's the right word to um, realize that we're not alone. Like so many people I posted on my Instagram yesterday something about um feeling like this was harder because I've been pain-free for so long Mm -hmm. and so like the the sudden onset of pain I'm sure that it brings back all of this this trauma like mentally and it's really triggering and there were so many people that like messaged me and they're like this is exactly it like you when you've been pain-free and then you have the pain come back it is it's like you flash back like it's almost like you flash back and you're like how long am I going to deal with this is it going to be bad again am I going to continue to suffer with this um so it really sucks like well I think what you're hitting on there
1: is anxiety so sure your your trauma Trauma, your depression it hurts you but when you start spiraling and thinking about like how bad this is going to get that is what leads into what they you know future driven thoughts or your anxiety sure So it books all those I thought it was interesting two facts I thought it was interesting um that in our group chat one of our friends from the Myrtle Beach trip is having pain and she was like let's play the game of is endo back or what else is hurting my uterus (laughs) or right I I think she has she's uterus free too so her area and like all of us like we 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 recover with humor, humor is how we survived, but it's also just that understanding that we're all like, yeah, we hate that game. Like we all
0: understand
1: it sucks.
0: It is. It's, we do, we, we, I was, and she was one of them that I was texting with and um, we were comparing our symptoms that are really similar right now. Like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going pee every 10, 15 minutes right now, which is, you know, insane. Is that inflammation pressing against my bladder or do I have bladder? endo which I'm pretty sure I have but it's just the whole thing is really sucky (laughs) it
1: really does
0: um, I I feel a lot better today like I feel like I'm in good spirits today but I still feel like crap yeah I mean but it's like I'm just dealing with it better today than I did yesterday
1: I mean the first painful period I had after surgery I had a full mental breakdown because I was like I got relief I knew it was coming back but I got relief like it's just It didn't have an extended period of relief. It's hard. Um, Let's wrap up this update, though. What you, the discussion you had with your husband about feeling bad, I think that's the best phrasing I've ever heard. So, do you mind sharing that on the pod about how you can't believe you um, heard that conversation? Yeah, I don't.
0: Okay, let me think. Let me think about this. Or about, no, I can fine. rephrase. I, <laughs> I remember. I, no, I think. Um, so what I posted yesterday was something about we were literally standing in the shower and I was like I don't know how I used to live like this and his reply to me was I didn't know any different like yeah it was my norm I dealt with pain every single day how how was I supposed to know there was a different way to live yeah so I just dealt with it and I dealt with it silently I dealt with it internally not necessarily in the best way possible so um I think that that's what made it really hard is like i had this i've had this like almost 2 years of i you know i've had random occasional cramps here and there or like i've felt some ovulation pain randomly but i've had nothing like this yeah and so i think like that's what's the hardest thing is that going from feeling so good to so crappy in very short amount of time is really extremely traumatic like it really yeah. is and um it's just, yeah. It increases your anxiety. Like what's, what's my life going to be like, or hopefully this is short-lived. I'm really hoping it's just a random fluke thing that's happening, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. That's the hard thing about chronic is
1: it never goes away. And we put so much effort into feeling better that when it
0: comes back, it's like, I told you like, yeah, there's some like sadness about it. There's anxiety about it. I even, um, I know, like, I know we're trying to make this wrap up kind of shortish, but um, even yesterday at work, one of the girls, cause I, I went home half day, which I don't normally, I never really do if I'm sick. And um, she was like, but you had everything taken out. Like, how do you have, and I'm like, well, listen <laughs> So I, I took the time to educate like a little Yay, bit. And congrats. A hysterectomy is not a cure for endometriosis, just yeah. Let's just completely say that over and over again. So to the rooftop. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of
1: you for advocating. I do think that's one thing we do see the growth in, right? When we have good days, we have good days. We have a lot of really cool people in our life now. And we also have a voice that we didn't we didn't feel worthy to advocate and speak up for our, our pain and our bad days beforehand. So yeah. on a personal journey of chronic illness, it's a win, even though it hurts <laughs> really bad. Yeah, so- yeah. I'm okay. Sorry, B. That's okay. So how are you? I'm okay today. I've had a weird couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, really honestly, since the last time we recorded, and I don't think we recorded for three and a half weeks. I just yeah, it's been a while mentally haven't been with it. Um yeah. a lot of my side projects, I just put them all completely on pause. Luckily, this podcast we record in bulk and none of the episodes that we're supposed to drop. Um, how to be recorded in this time frame, yeah. And also I'd already edited all of them. So yeah. I didn't have a lot on my plate that was urgent, which was really nice, but yeah, I feel like
0: you weird. had, you had some weeks and I had some weeks where yeah. I was like, I just can't do it this week. And like mentally, we were both just crap. <laughs> yeah, we're like it's it's okay, but that's the cool thing about us both yeah. having chronic
1: illnesses. Knowing that, like the possibility that one of us might be out, we yeah. definitely do stockpile a little bit more than I think a lot of other podcasts in their first year. And I mean, we we also would not feel bad if we had to go. Hey, so we're not we're not dropping because yeah. we don't feel good. We would not feel bad about that, but no. we haven't even had to have that
0: conversation because we've been so on top of it. So. Yeah. Benefits of been having weird. people in your life who understand is the amount of grace that you get. And yeah, you give. like it works both ways for sure. For sure. So physically,
1: I've been okay. Um, mentally, I've went through some depressive states, and then I did take a hiatus from social media. And um, probably not coming back in full force ever again, which is not actually directly correlated to my depression. Um, but during all this, i was I was kind of bouncing back, and I had somebody in my real life think they were being supportive, but really made Instagram an unsafe space for me to share. Um, as you guys know, if you listen to this pod, I talk about, infertility. I talk about endometriosis. I talk about PMDD and I talk about my, my depression and how bad it's gotten your mental health for forever. I think some of my first posts, um, and somebody who I verbally said it to a ton came at me in a way that like, it was shocking. And I felt, it's not that I felt attacked. I felt very not taken care of, (laughs) And when you're in a state that is so horrible that you're waking up. So a little context, I had a post up on my Instagram and there's a trigger warning because this is self-harm, but I had a post I was really vulnerable about how the first thought I had that morning was self-harm. And it wasn't like, I didn't have a trigger for it. I didn't have a reason for it. I just woke up and thought that. And yeah. I did a lot of my toolkit to get back to reality and get back to now and be okay. And because that's something that I advocate for is like, we aren't going to hide it. We're not going to pretend like it doesn't happen. We're going to talk about it and we're going to use our tools and we're going to grow. I made a post about it and a post about how I wasn't okay, but I didn't really have a reason. I just wasn't. And I think that,
0: I mean, I got to read what the, what your, yeah. uh, your it was before I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, you know, I think it's really important because our Instagrams are supposed to be our safe space. Yeah. They're supposed to be where we are relating to people where people feel like they are heard and they are seen and they're not alone. Yeah. And I think it's really crappy that, you know, someone in your life came at you in a way that was not c- gentle, not yeah. I don't that's not probably the right word. Not, not, not soothing um, for Kaylee. Not with It wasn't, did. it wasn't supportive. It it wasn't it wasn't helpful and um Yeah, it sucks. It really does. does And because then it makes you feel like you have to really protect yourself from everything. Yeah. So let me tell you what I
1: did and where I'm going forward. And then I'll tell you the, the wins out of the situation. So the cool thing is I didn't want to get rid of my Instagram, but I felt like it was used against me. And just like you said, I use that Instagram to advocate, but also for my community. And I felt like somebody thinking I was doing it for any other purpose was really hurtful. Um, And so I took out a lot of my personal content because I felt like it was no longer a safe space. And I'm very, very big on my safe spaces because I don't trust easily. And so I took a lot of me out of there. I left the endo, I left the infertility. I left the posts about my daughter, which you would think those would have been the posts that have been like too much me, but those are the posts that I think somebody who hasn't gone through it can just be like, oh, that's her thing. Like, I'm not gonna get judgment about that. I took out the, this is who I am at my core. And it's not because I'm ashamed of it or I don't think it's helpful, but I just cleaned up my page a little bit and I cleaned out my friend list and I blocked the individual in real life. And I went private for a little while to just get a reset. And then when I went back public, I just made a post and said, Hey, if it's really vulnerable, it's probably going to stick to my stories. You're not close, that they yeah, have the, close yeah, my close friends. Story. And that's just, I mean, literally even when I post my stories, you can't see if you Google me, but if you're a public profile, you can't block people and not have them have any access to you. Right. And so okay. I decided to just To just encounter a little bit differently, to feel a little bit differently about it. It's not that they won, but it's I want to still be vulnerable, and this is the only way I feel safe showing up.
0: And you're protecting yourself. Like you're you're doing what you need to do to make yourself feel safe, to make your space feel safe again. So there's never going to be any judgment from any of us
1: at all. But here's my win. So first of all, if you're not my private stories and you want that vulnerable content about PMDD and things like that. DM me, I'll add you to
0: it. I'm just vetting everyone. Um, second thing is- I don't use is- my close friend stories. I don't even know how, so <laughs> that's Kaylee.
1: <laughs> I know, so like the, the real journey to fix my lady parts is my IG handle. Uh, the weird thing about this is like, my close stories before was just like my best friends, like the random people that could like, if I was drinking a drink or whatever I was doing, right. I didn't feel shown it. So now it's like, mm. Okay, Kaylee, <laughs> probably not do that there. Don't rap to them. They don't know you. But I think um, you should. should. but the win is I'll wrap this up real quick. The win is I never once felt alone. I never once felt wrong. I never once mm-hmm. felt crazy or ashamed. And those are like four adjectives, feelings that I would have had immediately if somebody would have done this to me three years ago so yeah. at the end of the day I was able one of the parties involved I was able to clearly state my hurt and kind of heal from it the other party I didn't feel a need foreclosure so I haven't had it and I've just kept moving and protecting myself a little bit and that's okay because I don't feel like, wrong I do feel like slightly more isolated um yeah. but luckily my support circle is really strong so if I need them, and I text them, they have capacity, I'll just go one on one, but that's my mental
0: health has been yeah. in a dumpster fire
1: <laughs> I also
0: want to take that opportunity to say it's okay to cut people out if that are not serving you, like it is it genuinely is sometimes you need it, sometimes it's the best thing for you, so maybe it's the best thing for them too. I don't know, but yeah,, yeah. it was
1: and this is a little spin off, but I think it would be useful for people when I was healing be, one of the things I had to do immediately start focusing on me, and that was like toe and toe with setting boundaries and yeah. so at the beginning of this journey, I don't think I had a really hard time cutting people out because it was overdue right I think I think it's harder for me now because I have so very few friends in real life. Majority of my really close friends are now people I've met through Indo communities or through infertility communities. And it's right. just an easier, more empathetic relationship that serves me a lot more. Yeah. And so having people in my real life just like hurt me by not showing me the support, even though I've verbalized it in so many ways. I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's, it's, it's time. I also had a really long therapy session because I am an avoidant personality because of my childhood to ensure like, I wasn't avoiding a traumatic situation. What would it serve me? What doesn't it serve me doing? Um, and I did walk away going, okay, well, this doesn't mean I close off. I still have to form relationships. I still have to make more local friends. I still have to do things. So that way I'm, I'm enjoying life. And my, my next, Hill to tackle is, um, I'm probably going to struggle with trust. Right. I told, I think I told you today in a text message, it might have been yesterday that, um, for me, when I meet somebody now, if you have endometriosis or you're childless or child-free, you kind of get like the blue Instagram verified check Mark, like yeah. there's a high probability we're going to get along.
0: Yeah. Because there are people who get it. There are people who understand. Yeah. yeah. It's just a different
1: like we can have zero the same interests and all of a sudden be sisters
0: because we just yeah we get it get it you know what you've been through you you have some relatability there so I get that so I'm scared to meet people outside of those circles
1: but your girl's not gonna that sounds like isolate herself actually <laughs> no <laughs> I know. Uh, okay so we just need to buy this commune and then we'll um, yeah the strangers everyone move over there. <laughs> we'll take a poll with this podcast please suggest where our common commune, wow <laughs> <laughs> our community our commune is going to be located for all Indo childless and child free we're just going to have a common, common room <laughs> it's <just gonna> be <laughs> giant um what was that show the duggars with like a million kids oh, they had remember how their common kids room? and counting
0: was yeah, that, that was,
1: yeah something like that they had that common room that was like literally like an industrial
0: sized room that's what we're gonna have. Um, less sketch, Speaking of more fun. Kids and counting. That podcast that you're having me, or that book that you're having me listen to, is bananas. Bro, so, Kaylee's will you just tell them? Yeah, I will. Hold on. I'm, I don't even know what it's called. I also want I'm you guys looking, to realize
1: this is one of the audiobooks
0: I listened on like two point five speed while I was in a manic state. I, I have it on one point seven five. Actually, I c- could probably go up to two on this one because it's slower yeah um it's called the polygamist daughter and um she talks about like her experience obviously being a polygamous daughter and it's freaking wild it's insanity so she it was is insane. I guess she was it,
1: it starts from her childhood and I guess it's not crazy that she was born into it but she didn't choose this lifestyle she was born yeah. into it she knew nothing else Yeah, and it goes through her she entire gets, life gets
0: out of it yeah Oh my gosh, it's crazy, right? It is crazy. It it really is. I don't even I can't even fathom how people live like that for sure. We read a lot of like
1: chick flicks lately, like girly books that make yeah. us feel good. So this is very different from what we've been reading, but like rate it 1 to 10. Like 10 stars being the best. Where does it fall for you? Not out of I, all the books you've read just like yeah. I guess itself. on this one in general. Yeah. I
0: have um, to clarify. I we like,
1: rate differently.
0: <laughs> I think it's like a 7 for me. Yeah. Like I, I like it. It's good. It's really informative. It's interesting. Would I need to ever probably listen or read it again? No, probably not, but it is interesting. I've only reread one book. I don't ever reread books either. So that's how Except I know it's for, my favorite book. Yeah. The Harry Potter series, I have Ooh. read multiple times. That's a commitment. Uh, and Jim and I re- actually read that one together. Like we read the books out loud together. I think during the Pamarana I
1: was like I should reread the Harry Potters and then I couldn't find them and I was like I'm not buying them
0: yeah we bought every one of them and I bet it took us I bet it took us five years to like just because like one of us would fall asleep we'd read like you know 15 pages or whatever uh I I do have to admit something though
1: what I never read the last one
0: you didn't I'll send it to you you have to read it
1: so here. I heard the ending in a grocery store and I was probably what like I think I was in high school when the last one came out probably maybe. and so like or at least it had been enough years I wasn't like dying to read it because I was a die Harry Potter fan as a kid and I was like well I want to read it but like
0: yeah. I also want to do there was a while I
1: feel like between yeah. seven and eight Hold on. I am going to Google when this, the final came out. So anyway, I didn't jump on it or read it like the day of, like, I probably had all the other ones and I was in the store and I heard somebody tell
0: me, like say the ending. And I was just like, I I would have never. You're like, I don't need to, to. Yeah. I don't need to read it now. Um, Do you want me to send it to you or do you own it? No, I don't own it. I'll okay, read I'll it if you send it to, it to me. I, I can't not read books or send. Okay.
1: One less um, side note before we talk about what we're drinking on it was 2007. So yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. I knew my age was a little older. I was in college. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before I ask you what you're sipping on and we get back to track, I do have a curiosity. If I had to ask you, we'll do a bigger range this. No, no, we won't. In the last like month-ish, what's the best thing you book you've read? Oh, that's hard.
0: Let me look through my list. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like six months, but I feel like
0: oh no, the amount of reading, not. that's not okay. Okay. I so far this year of between books and audiobooks have read 64 books. I do not keep track and I'm really jealous next year I will. Yeah. I just, I keep track just because I want to know how many I read. I delete them every year. So I couldn't tell you like you don't need to keep a anymore. tally like 2014 to 2024. No, I should. I know that I read, I know that I only read 50 last year. Audiobooks has made it jump up quite a bit because you can cr- like cruise through them. And okay, count. Let, me, let me see here. Hmm. In the past month. Hmm
1: don't know so September that I feel
0: like I read really good books in July but September itself in September itself okay I think that I really enjoyed and it was audiobook um The Perfect Sun by Frieda McFadden okay it was like thrillery not thrillery it was thriller um, okay. so I really liked that one I do want to talk about the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I'm not because you haven't read it so mm-hmm. you like have you seen it going around like it's super trendy you haven't I
1: actually don't think so because I quit reading
0: I was on Bookgram,
1: Instagram yeah for so long because I'm so obsessive and then people were recommending books that were all about like sad shit and I just quit <laughs> it is good
0: it is it honestly is good but it's not like The best book I've ever read. I I think I remember you posting that. Yeah, because people were like, "Are crazy about this book? Like, love it, best thing they've ever read. Like, whatever." And maybe it just got overhyped, but like, it was good. So I feel a little bit about Colleen Hoover's. Did I say her name right? Yeah, Uh,
1: Colleen. Yeah, I feel a little bit about her books that way because everyone I know loves her. I I do love her. Dislike her at all, but I think.
0: She also like hits those wounds a little bit. So I'm always she like. She for sure oh. does. Like she gets you in the feels. I say um, that, but I am like waiting.
1: Um. So the last one that came out was like, it ends here, right? Yeah. There's one that's coming so it out. ends with us. It ends with us. So it starts with us. Yeah, it starts it's with coming us. out soon. And I do have that like bookmark. So yeah, maybe it's make a fan. If I'm going to cringe read that in like a day.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I would I re- say.
0: I read so many books and then I'm like, I can read the titles and I'm like, I don't re- even remember what that
1: book was about. So, Like start in your notes next time. Cause I think we're going to, since we read so much and we're both jumping back into it and then everybody else we know likes books, let's start like recommending them like every other pod um, or randomly on pod because I'll like just pre recorded I'm not going back. I'll one
0: on <laughs> one's on my list and be like, Hey, sure.
1: yeah. I will say the one you sent me, um, it's, it's a cop out, but I read it yesterday evening t- or cover to cover. So it's, it's fresh in the mind, but the wife upstairs, that one was really so impressed good. me. And I, so I told B, B and I uh mail books back and forth. And so she sent me three this time. And I was like, it was the book I gravitated towards the least. Like it yeah. sat upstairs and I read the other ones and then I like, didn't want to read the other, or one of the books you gave, gave me, I wasn't into it yet. So I went and grabbed that last night. I read the entire thing.
0: Yeah. Like, it was cool. so good. they when you're night. like, what? Yeah, it was good.
1: And I like it because, uh, I like the fact that I didn't, I don't, I didn't guess it fully. Yeah. And I like people hate watching movies with me because I'm like, they did it. And they're like, well, yeah. how would you even know that? And then hour and a half later, I was like, told you, like, told you, told you so um ashley flowers new book what is that called all among us Something all was here i don't all know it. um that one i told you today that one was pretty darn good too but and it did it did surprise me at the ending but hmm. all good people all good people here, here. there you yeah. go by ashley I flowers if be you're between. a murderino definitely yeah. go so her. prime, prime junkie here junkie.
0: yeah i knew um, i was so gonna say you- that wrong <laughs> so should- no i mean <laughs> I, th- I think they go together you're good so what's up and on? Um, can we just recognize my cup? Uh, yeah, that's the cutest little mummy I've ever seen. So I have
1: Halloween mugs and I rotate them out. So <laughs> I've, I broke into them. It is blueberry tea though um, with some honey because I was going black tea until I saw the blueberry and then just some special sauce. So I feel good. Some special sauce. <laughs> I have a Some feel-good uh, sauce. <laughs> uh, uh, Teen chair is not the right word, but like a water soluble of uh, CBD. So I added it to it since I'm going to bed
0: after this. Yeah. <laughs> what I you have what you sipping on? This glazed lemon loaf tea that I'm obsessed with. That sounds really good. Yeah. This is the one that I sent to Kimberly. I don't know if you saw her unboxing yeah, yeah. Of them, but it is so good. Like It's stupid delicious. Okay. I'm going to have to do a tea run this weekend. Yeah, You would think like it should be sweet or you would think it should have sugar and it doesn't, but it is like, it's like lemony and vanilla-y and it's really good. Watch me end up at the grocery store after this for hot tea.
1: Tell me you're in your thirties. Okay.
0: Remember when we started this, we're like, we're going to have craft beers. (laughs) We have (laughs) beers and liquor.
1: And now (laughs) we're like, I literally oh, yeah. looked at my fridge and I was like, I'm not getting a drink, drink out. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not happening. No. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed us catching up. Um, yeah. We were going to talk about the end. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to talk about legacies, but we gave yeah. you enough. So we're going to just, we're going we're <laughs> to subscribe, like best podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> no, but we are going to yeah. talk about legacy. So you suggested this episode yeah is there a specific trigger or like a a thought that kind of came up why is this this is important yeah so I like
0: randomly hear this a lot from people who are just newly starting the childless journey is that like you're almost worried about like what you're gonna leave behind which I yeah I get that like it's fully understandable so I don't know that that was actually ever a thought for me like I know it was for my husband because you know like carrying down his name saying yeah and stuff like that so I think like it's a really um like a really important topic to talk about because a lot of people are really worried about their legacy like what is going to happen when we're not here anymore
1: verbatim I actually wrote out my initial thought and I'm going to read it word for word because I feel like you just took the words out of my mouth mouth I said out of your I don't want to give you the whole mouth. <laughs> uh, I said, in my humble opinion, uh, legacy is what infertile people struggle with because we are taught that children will carry on our "quote unquote" legacy. When faced with the fact that we cannot make that happen, you may doubt your worth, your being, and the legacy you'll leave. I personally struggled with the ask this aspect the most, especially when I reflect on how infertility, chronic illness, depression, and other things have reshaped my uh, view and feelings towards my career and materialistic needs. Right. So it's more than just like at first it hurt me because it was like, oh my gosh, what is your legacy? Like your yeah. your last name's got get carried on. You don't have somebody that looks like you. You don't right. have somebody to like claim that you made them the pe- person that they are, and that's why you're special. Like no, and potentially no one's gonna remember you. And so yeah, like all that really- kind
0: of hurts you <laughs> yeah that that's a lot of things I mean and it's understandable that that's something that people get upset about or that you you think about so um obviously I think I first wanted to address that you obviously you can leave behind something amazing without having kids you don't have to be a parent to leave behind a memorable life I mean no.
1: honestly Actually, what's crazy if the you look, google like legacy definition, the Oxford Dictionary has nothing to do with like you as the person you are. it's like legacy is literally the financial money that you pass down or yeah. your legacy to something like a school. So the fact that we even push that word to have a definition, which I'd say most think simply put is how you're remembered, right. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with your your ability to reproduce. No. But I think that's
0: I think that's on pro, pronatalism. I honestly yeah. like I think that that's a real problem with pronatalism is that's like what it's tied to is you're going to leave nothing behind if you don't have children. Yeah. And that's not the reality at all. Like I I think I made um an Instagram post a couple weeks ago when I had this conversation about somebody and um it was just about how I want to leave a legacy of joy. Like yeah. I want when people remember me um, to remember how I made them feel. It, you know, I want to create a life with all of these small moments that are memories. Yeah. And I think that there's so much more we can we can leave than just children. Like, because what happens if your children decide not to reproduce? Then yep. is does your legacy stop there? Like it's so hard. Well, and I think it's
1: tied to um, we're designed as individuals with uteruses or once had uteruses, (laughs) we're designed to think that our our purpose in life is to be, uh, to be able to reproduce, to be able to have a child. And so you already go from thinking you're broken to now you're not worthy as a woman to like, I'm leaving nothing behind. It's a hard thing to conquer, but I love that you say that you want to be remembered for joy and like the relationships and the experience you have. I actually put empathy is what I want to be remembered by. And it's the same train of thought is, and actually I'll explain why I think empathy is a better opportunity for me. But um, if I, if, you know, my legacy only consists of me being able to be empathetic and connection to others then I'm completely satisfied because I think the yeah. whole purpose of somebody remembering me is remembering the love I had for them, and that yeah. usually comes out in my empathy. So, like I, I, I want you to remember that I loved you. Like that's so yeah. simple. It doesn't have to be this big thing.
0: And uh, I think maybe, maybe that like ties into mine as well. Like leaving this legacy of joy because I want, I want people to feel loved. I want people to feel important. I want, I want people to feel like I made them feel good. So, I mean, I think that they're very closely tied together because it is because I love, you know, I love these people. I want them to remember how I made them feel. So
1: I have a theory as to why, and I wasn't surprised they're similar. Um, I think that infertile people, probably my infertile thing probably registers more, but I think that infertile people who who desired to be a parent, um, we lost something that would have defined us. And it is very traumatic. And if we're lucky, we heal and we find joy in life again. That whole experience leaves our heart open. And I think we get the privilege of kind of self healing, self discovery, all these things that trauma does to you. But then you have empathy and you don't have an individual you have to solely give it to, right? And so you have all this bandwidth and you're loving and you're making connections on a deeper level. I feel like it's really kind of makes sense that we both just want to be remembered for being loved and caring and having a good time and being a good person because what we're seeking to do right now is make those connections that are true and totally yeah. healthy and things that we can like hug on
0: you and love you and have yeah. a good life right and I actually have something we we must have just had the same notes like I think we probably just did note share and didn't realize we um, uh
1: we giggled before the show
0: because we usually share a document we plan yeah. out
1: so that's just we have key points we totally went a-wall, both used our iPhone notes didn't talk to each other no, and no. we like
0: this was we were well we went rogue. We were We didn't even try to prepare with you. (laughs) I did write down um, my number one tip for to leave a legacy when you're childless is to pour into other relationships, Uh, your friendships, partnerships, your aunt, unclehood, whatever, your siblings, your parents, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, you have the capacity, you have the space to give to whatever you want to give to put whatever into your relationships that you yeah. want to put in there um
1: I feel like it's it's kind of selfish because everything that I am going to leave behind for other people to remember me by is everything that's serving me my happiness in this moment in this life and that's pretty cool that my legacy isn't the generational wealth I built, the corporation, yeah. my child's career. Those things are really freaking cool. And yeah. if your legacy is your kid, that's awesome. But for me, I think it's pretty cool that what I'm doing is not taking anything away from me. It's making my life better. Yeah. I'm yeah, not stressed. I'm not going broke. I'm not eating mac and cheese to make this happen. Like
0: oh I'm let's happy. be clear, I am stressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not about my legacy. Let me not about my legacy though. <laughs> Uh, I saved a quote for you. Okay. And I think it's going to hit home. It says legacy. Her legacy was that she loved with all she had, whether you deserved it or not. Oh, I do like that. I feel like that kind of hit home for me. Yeah. I won't love you forever,
0: forever, ever, but you got my love. Cause that's my legacy. (sighs) No. And I even like a little bit, I just came from my niece's volleyball game and I am not always the best at like going to those things. I mean, they live forty minutes away, so it's not like I can always go. Um, but I was just thinking, I'm like, if nothing else, I want my nieces and nephews to know that I was there for them. Yeah. Like to um, be like, oh, she was the cool, like the cool aunt, or like, yeah. Um, we could go to her for anything, and like that. I think that is the most important thing to me is that I want people to know that if they need something, I'm here. I'm not always great at that. Like it's not Mm -hmm. my specialty, but I'm trying.
1: I think if I had to like dream reach for like things, like I would think like fangirl would be the coolest legacy to leave behind. If I could ever have like a true huge advocating moment for endometriosis on a public platform, like that'd be a really cool legacy to leave behind.
0: Um, And I think that you're doing that. Like you, are, you are really are that? are we doing you're, that I think you're doing that I mean <laughs> someday when I have a TED talk about endo I'll be
1: like yes but it will it can't be t- I will be to in be the like, first row like yes let's do this <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna need y'all to hide so I can't even talk because I don't do public speaking no but I think there's some cool things that you can do um I think the other part of me and I don't know if this falls into like my narrative but one thing I do think is in within grasp and one thing I will probably work on doing is I want to be remembered to change the narrative of an infertile human I don't want people to think of me as oh my aunt my poor aunt or or yeah my sad (laughs) the crazy cat lady the crazy dog lady whatever I don't want people to look at my narrative and think there's a sadness or a depression yeah. or a villainization of my infertility. I want them to not have a conversation say, "Oh, my aunt Kaylee, yeah, she never had kids." I want her yeah. them to be like, "My aunt Kaylee, oh my gosh, she is the my favorite yeah. human because of this or yeah. whatever it may be." So, I think that kind of ties into legacies like I don't want
0: people to think I was unhappy at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things that I like just wrote down was yeah you know you can leave a legacy of adventures like of love of kindness of bringing happiness with you wherever you go like there's so many ways that you're you can bring leave a legacy Mm quote-unquote and it doesn't have to be a child it it does not it can be whatever you want to make it I agree and honestly I've never heard one
1: person give a eulogy and be like oh remember Todd Todd had Brandon right right. no <laughs> wow, that's that's weird <laughs> but like in sense that's what our like sad morning minds were saying that we
0: were losing yeah. we, we didn't lose anything we just went through a really hard thing your worth is not tied to parenthood it's no. just it's just not it's just a thing it is it's just a thing and you can be worth as much as you want to be big facts uh, with that being said, B, I
1: told you once in a while when we talk, I have a random question for you. Oh, yes. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Can't wait. If you had to give a brief talk to like a young lady, I don't know, schools, whatever, and you're trying to help them define their legacy before they even get to that stage, what would you tell them to aim for? What would be your advice? So they don't grow up thinking it's motherhood or just motherhood or only available to be motherhood right
0: honestly like I think my biggest thing is especially for a young person maybe kindness like I think I would be like listen people are going to remember and I was not always kind I I would never people who knew me years ago I'm not even proud of like the things that I've done you know but I think that um obviously as I've gotten older that's gotten a lot more important to me and I think that that's what I would tell people. Like people will remember how nice you were to them, mm-hmm. how you made them feel. And um, I, yeah, I think that, that it would be kindness. Like you can leave a legacy where people are like, oh, have you met her? She's so nice. Yeah. And I love that.
1: Yeah. Being known or as the young. individual. No, I think you said it great. I'd probably tell them too. I do like these younger generations, like focusing on mental health and self-worth. Oh, yeah. And-
0: Oh, they're much different. Much, much different than we were.
1: I know. So they, I, this generation and generations to come, we're going to get that. It's important to be healthy, mentally and health and health, healthy and happy. And so I think it'd be very easy to say like, do what would make you proud. Like, yeah. Materialistic things are hard. And then if you fit into social standard norms, like there's a lot of pressure to be a a grown up and we don't always have to abide by all that pressure
0: uh yeah there is a lot of pressure to be a grown up and I don't like it
1: it's okay because I've never been this age before so I don't know how to act I, I think, think we're those doing TikToks. great talks <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're like act your age I don't know how to act my age I don't, I've don't know never I've been never been
0: this old before my new excuse uh, for everything I was trying to make I was trying to look up a random question for you <laughs> Would you ever eat bugs? I have. Oh, that makes sense. I, I can see that. Have you? What, have you what, what does that <laughs> make sense mean? You're like, oh yeah, no, that's you. Yeah, no, no, no. That, yeah, that's, that like, that's your
1: legacy. <laughs> I told people you eat stuff. <laughs> what?
0: You are much more adventurous. Than I am is what. I, what
1: oh, I okay, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> Not that like you, you eat. Dirt. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I have ate bugs.
0: I mean crickets, like chocolate covered or like just crickets.
1: I like candied something, and then mm-hmm. I think I had a sucker with like the little worms in
0: nope. it but, uh-uh. but uh I couldn't eat down to the worms I got grossed nope. out absolutely not thank you have a nice day
1: I don't do well with peer pressure if it's in a
0: competitive sense I have no problem saying no like mm-mm, that's mm. not going to be a thing for me I almost ate
1: um a scorpion mm. because we're doing tequila shots followed by a lime and on the lime there's a baby scorpion Nope. <laughs> but for some reason, I Googled it because it felt really weird. And it says if you have shellfish allergies, do not eat those.
0: Really? That's yeah, interesting. They're in the same, like,
1: I would have just guessed they were poison. No, I mean, the stinger can be. I think it was yeah. off or they didn't have it yet. I don't know. It was safe to eat. But I backed out of that one because I was like, day one in Vegas, no. 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 Not miserable. I want to be miserable day two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. Like for a different reason. <laughs> Oh goodness. Yep. Yeah. Have you ate bugs? No. Let's just, no. Let's just clarify. <laughs> Absolutely not. This <laughs> this is totally not related, but related. When we walked into was it a Colombian or Brazilian food place?
0: Oh, Colombian. Colombian.
1: Yeah. So we walked into a Colombian food place and there's like these lime slices sliced so in half a, like, and cored out a little a bit. Half,
0: yeah, half a lime cored out. So those
1: like little kiwi key limes or whatever, those tiny ones or smaller ones. And so I walked in and I just saw them, and I saw um, Amigos, like, tequila behind there, and the the hostess, looks and she goes, do you guys want that? I'm like, yeah, I do, and I, like, started setting it up, and Betsy, I hear Betsy go, oh, Kaylee knows what she's doing. I was like, no, it just looked fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I just, was, I was in game. A place, first of all, who has free tequila shots when I don't you know. walk in somewhere? Thankfully, it was, was like, so I bet great. it was, like, a quarter of a shot. Um, but still it was like the experience you're walking into this restaurant, and it was the coolest place ever, is in Cleveland. So food if really you're in Cleveland, and... I can tell you where it's at. But
1: the fact um, that you just had all this confidence in me, like oh, no, I was like, yes, yeah, you got it.
0: <laughs> you fake it till you make it, babe. <laughs> That's why we lead the pack as directionally challenged women. Yes. I will lead you at literally anywhere and have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> They keep trusting us, I um, I don't think but, anyone trusts us is the thing. <laughs> well, it's
1: worse that they follow if they don't yeah, trust true. us, okay? okay? Okay. Well, that is all we have this week. Um, yeah. We, I don't know. I think it's really important to just kind of stay in the now, be happy in your now, not have to focus so much on the future, whether it be our chronic illness showing back up or Honestly, who knows how
0: long you're going to live? also like you could die right now I hope you don't (laughs) I could get (laughs) suffocated
1: by a Clyde in the middle of my
0: sleep because legit overly needy none of us know how long we have so why don't you just try and enjoy this as much as you can big facts like
1: subscribe tell a friend do all the things to support us we appreciate it we love you all
0: make a picture quote out of that what I just said. Yeah. Best quote. I don't know. I'll make another coffee. A pictogram. (laughs) (laughs) Do all the things. Do all the things. Follow us, like us, uh, rate us, review us. If you
1: guys want more time with us, I am hosting monthly happy hours virtually. So check out my uh journey to fix your ladybox lady Lady page. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, that's a rename. Change it. change it. Should I go? I gotta oh, I gotta <laughs> Okay, energy <laughs> journey to fix my lady parts or box. Try both. There may be a name change. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. Uh, last Monday of every month, unless there's a holiday, we'll we'll move a little bit. But we're just getting on for about an hour in the evenings, talking, sharing. Yeah. It's fun. So if you guys are looking for endo friends, childless friends, or child-free friends, please join us. Um, DM me. I'll give you the link. We do try to be respectful of people on their infertility journey. So if you are a parent, we
0: just ask that you step away and just focus on you because we want to know you. Otherwise, we appreciate it. Just don't have your kids screaming in the background or like talking about your kid nonstop is really all we ask. Yeah, uh, because no. we all understand that you have people have kids, like it's a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, we're trying to be respectful of everybody's journey.
1: Yep, and then we could do breakout rooms or whatever. So join anytime. We're gonna keep it up because I selfishly have a really good time. So with that, B, what has this
0: been? This has been the greatest episode yet of the Nacha Mama Pod. Bye. Bye. Bye.